Welcome to another episode of This and That. I am your hostess, Christine Jobson. Let me start out by thanking all of you who took the time to listen to my last episode about George Floyd. The support has been tremendous. I thank you for lending me your ear, and I hope that you'll hang out with me in the coming weeks, months, and years as I continue to express my thoughts, and my views on this and that. I want to start out by saying that I am proud of my people. I am proud of the way that I see you conducting yourselves, both in protest and in digital formats, online, on social media. The way you carry yourselves, the way you handle conflict has been commendable especially in times as trying as these. I also would like to take the time to acknowledge those individuals who are not Black, who have stood with us in protest and have been marching with us every step of the way. Today, I want to reflect on a few things. First of all, I'd like to, again, speak about the protests that have been happening, not just in America, but around the globe. My heart has been overcome with emotion and with pride for the goodness that there is in humanity. The protests around this world because of George Floyd, because people believe that black lives do matter, just to see the rainbow of colors of people marching together standing up against police brutality. It is such a beautiful thing. And I applaud you. And I thank you for standing up for us. Now, the very difficult part of this is to address the looting that has taken place and the fires that have burned. And I would not, I would not say that I... I stand for violence, but here is what I do stand for. I stand for an oppressed people using any means necessary to get their point across. I've seen police departments burn. I've seen buildings burn, stores, businesses, targets looted. And again, this destruction has been overwhelming. But the voices of these people are being heard. Now, I will also say this. There are those who have infiltrated these demonstrations and who are literally there to wreak havoc. Um, Some of them are not a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. They are just there to cause chaos, to incite violence. And I speak against those people because those people are not representative of the majority of people protests. Uh, Many of my friends in real life and on social media have been peacefully protesting. And I've seen their videos, I've seen their pictures, and the protests are largely peaceful. But I've also seen police officers instigating 
in times where it was not called for. I watched a black woman who was down on her knees with her hands in the air get pushed over onto the ground by a white police officer who was walking by. And it was such a cheap shot because he waited till he was basically passed her and then just took her by the head and pushed her down. She was literally on her knees. This is not called for. And if there is violence as a result of an act like that, so be it. You asked for it. I saw another picture of a black woman. Her eye was so grossly swollen, it was difficult to look at. And she said that police officers hit her with something in close proximity. She's not sure if it was a rubber bullet or, or the tear gas, but it hit her in the eye. And she, once again, was peaceful and was actually returning to her vehicle to, to leave. And she was attacked. There was, and that, that was a black woman as well. There was also a white female priest who was protesting outside of the White House. The White House, ladies and gentlemen. And she and other people who were there were sprayed with tear gas. Now that incident was particularly shameful because apparently the president authorized uh, dissipating the crowd with tear gas, a peaceful crowd, because he wanted to take pictures holding a Bible in front of a church. Um, I can't even express how backwards that is. So you're going to tear gas people who are peacefully protesting in front of the White House in America because you want to take pictures in front of a place of worship holding a Bible? First of all, Trump, you don't even go to church. So why do you need to do a photo op in front of a church? Why didn't you take pictures in front of the church when you were attending? Oh, wait, you don't. I mean, really, sir? How weak can you be? Y'all, it blows my mind. It literally blows my mind that, ugh, that he would choose to harm people who were not in any way aggressive. I've also seen some police officers who, after engaging with protesters, decided to take a knee. Um, I have mixed feelings about that because what are you taking a knee for? Um, what, does that, what does that mean? Are you just trying to silence the protesters by saying, okay, we're taking a knee, or do you really believe in the cause? Do you really believe that police brutality against black people is wrong? And if you do believe it's wrong, why don't you march with the protesters and protect them instead of shooting them with tear gas and rubber bullets? Why is it okay to tear gas people who are peacefully protesting? Why? It, can someone help me with that? Why is this permissible? I mean, it is ridiculous. Some of the interactions that I've seen 
between police and protesters. Then, of course, there have been members of the military who have been in full kit and gear, ready to defend against peaceful protesters who have no weapons. I do not understand this. And then, of course, Trump has been releasing statements that incite violence. One quote in particular that stands out from his Twitter account is, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. The president of the United States wrote on his Twitter that when people begin to loot, he would authorize the military and or the police in, the, in whichever case to shoot those people. Now, um, Donald Trump is not the originator of this quote. Uh, he pretends not to understand the history of the quote. He says he did. He doesn't know where it came from. He heard it in different places, but he did not know, he says, that he was echoing the words of late Miami Police Chief Walter Headley. And this is coming from an article by or entitled News Post Leader. Uh, Miami Police Chief Walter Headley, infamous for his violent reprisals on black protesters in the 1960s. Headley said in, said in 1967 that Miami, that Miami didn't, didn't have problems, have problems with, race with race riots because, quote, I've let the word filter down that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. We don't mind being accused of police brutality, Headley added at the time. Okay, so I'm going to read you a, a little bit of this News Post Leader article. It says here, infamous for his violent reprisals on black protesters in the 1960s, Headley said in 1967 that Miami didn't have problems with race riots because, quote, I've let the word filter down that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He goes on to say, we don't mind being accused of police brutality. They haven't seen anything yet. This is war. I mean it. Every bit of it. Now, Headley's first known use of the phrase came during a press conference following racially motivated civil unrest in the summer of 1967. Okay, so if you know a little bit about the history of the civil rights movement, there were times when dogs and shotguns and even fire hoses would be released onto black protesters who would often be children. And so this response by Headley is very specific and very particular. He is targeting black protesters. So when the president quotes Headley, he is inciting violence against black people and not just black people, but people who are protesting against brutality by police towards black people. Is this the twilight zone that I'm living in? Why is it that the president of the United States of America thinks that it is okay, first of all, to quote a racist, okay, to, to give a direct quote by him and then try to pretend 
that you don't know where it came from, and even if you didn't know where it came from, is it okay for you to incite violence on your official Twitter account? First of all, can somebody please, can somebody please shut down and or monitor the president's use of Twitter? I think it's clear to most of us that it's a bit dangerous. He's asking people to shoot other people. This is a problem. But hey, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Okay, so there's another thing I want to address, and that is we all have a right to protest and stand up the way that we see fit. Protesting is personal, and not everyone is going to be willing to protest in person on the streets, and that's okay. Some people will protest with their dollars, with how they spend their money. Some people will protest by voting. Hello, voting, ladies and gentlemen. Voting is one of the best things we can do as a community, as a people. Use your voice by voting. Let your voice be heard by voting. We can decide who sits in these positions of power Okay, it is important. Voting is critical. Some people will protest by writing statements on their Instagram pages. Some people will protest if they're in positions of power at, at, at individual companies. They will write policies that change the way they do business, that take a closer look at hiring pro that take a closer look at hiring processes to make sure that black people are not being left out because of the color of their skin. There's so many ways to raise your voice and let it be known that you stand with the cause. And it is important to give everyone the space to do that. Now I want to celebrate because all four police officers who were involved in the murder, the murder of George Floyd, are in custody. And the third degree charge for the officer who was actually uh, kneeling on the neck of George Floyd has gone up from third degree murder to second degree murder. I'm so thankful for that. And the other three officers were charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder. Now, I am so happy about that. And as the protests continue, I'm sure that the people who are protesting are energized with that update. But, you know, I'm still a bit nervous because we've seen this before. We've seen situations where police are charged with a crime, but then they don't do the time. Sorry to rhyme. Oh my goodness, I'm still doing it. Huh. Listen, it is so important for these police officers to see, it's important that they get their day in court. I want that to happen. But justice needs to be served. We need to send a message throughout this country and around the world that police brutality against anyone, but in particular Black people, is not tolerated in the United States of America. 
This is important. And I will be watching and waiting for that to happen. I'm happy that they were all pretty much immediately fired from their jobs. This is good. This is progress. But I'm waiting to see it. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see it through to the end. And finally, I want to address this issue of mental health in the black community. I wrote a post on Facebook and it said this. I say this in love. Black people, it is not our responsibility to explain systemic oppression, racism, overt and covert discrimination, etc., to people who are not black. We can if we want to, but it is not our job to do so. Google is available to all. So are countless books, articles, journals, documentaries, etc. Don't let people wear you out. We have enough on our plates. Hashtag take time to rest. Hashtag ignore some posts. Hashtag ignore some people. Hashtag rest your mind. Hashtag rest your body. Hashtag rest your soul. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Am I lying, y'all? Do you believe that it is black folks' responsibility to teach white folks how not to oppress them? Is this a thing that people believe? Do you really believe that this is our responsibility? I'll tell you this. I spent half of the day today trying to convince a black person of mixed heritage that it is not black folks' responsibility to educate white people. Google is available to all. I was told that black people should specifically tell them which links to click on because apparently white people can't read. I'm like, somebody please help me understand why I had to contend with that today because I do not understand. I was told that the Black Lives Matter website and resources have no tools, none, for individuals who want to know how to overcome racism who are not black. I mean, have people not tried Googling things like books to read for overcoming racism, books for white people to read to understand racism. Check your local library's website. Look on Instagram. Follow the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Watch videos, watch documentaries. I'm, am I literally having to explain this? I mean, why is it why is it black folks' responsibility in some people's mind to teach them how not to oppress them? Is that not something that should come naturally? Like, okay, stop killing us. Stop treating us differently based on the color of our skin. Stop throwing away our applications when you see that we have a black sounding name. Stop clutching your purse whenever you see a black person approaching you, especially black men. I have to tell you that? Really? Okay, here's how you do it. However you would treat a white person, like that same amount of respect and dignity, just do that to black people. Um, let me know if you have any questions about that. Um, overwhelmingly, though, my white friends and colleagues have been so supportive. I'm so thankful for the messages that I have been receiving uh, just kind of checking in with me, making sure that I'm okay. I love you all. 
I appreciate you so much. And I cannot tell you how good it feels to know that my white brothers and sisters care and want to know how to engage and what they can do to be supportive. That type of engagement, I'm happy to have. I had a friend reach out saying that she just wants to talk and she wants to hear my viewpoints. I'm cool with that, people. What I'm not cool with is people saying that we're supposed to be providing resources. What you mean? It's 2020. Use the internet. Use your phone. People can find anything they're looking for online. It is not 1982. Hello. But anyway, good people. There are good people. There are people who want to do better. There are people who want to know. There are people who want to see equal rights for black people. They want to see us treated with respect and dignity. I see you. I thank you. I respect you. I love you. To my black brothers and sisters, again, let me remind you that you need to take time for yourselves, take time to breathe, take time to relax, meditate, whatever you need to do, listen to music, whatever you need to do to bring some peace to your souls. We are so accustomed to bearing the burden. We need to also take time to rest. So brothers and sisters, take time to rest. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time for the next episode of This and That. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for a couple of notes and advertisements. So guys, we are still in the middle of a pandemic and it is so important that we continue to protect ourselves. Thankfully, I have a product just for you. I have masks for sale. These masks feature the logo for my new company, Black Girl Sing Opera. And if you believe that Black girls can do anything, why don't you get your mask today? You can get your mask by visiting www.christinejobson.com and then click on Christine's store. Again, you can visit www.christinejobson.com to get your mask today. Remember, the pandemic is not over. Protect yourselves. Dr. Jobson's virtual music classroom is open for business. Classes began on June 1st, 2020. If you would like to take lessons in voice, piano, songwriting, clarinet, and basic music theory, contact Dr. Jobson today at christinejobsonmusic.com. Again, to sign up for music lessons, contact christinejobsonmusic.com. This is a great opportunity to keep your children, yourselves engaged as we continue to quarantine and stay at home. We can stay engaged and active. That's all for now. Bye-bye.